that faith affects our behavior and the way we handle things help us to have a keen eye toward demonstrating that our faith is alive by allowing the Holy Spirit to change our behavior, form new patterns that are congruent with the personality of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Bless us this day, this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. Praise God. We're going to have a little review, as usual. And uh, Pastor will come on to resume the teaching. But this is an occasion where we do review, as you know, and then in the course of that, we may have some um, explanation, further insight into some other areas or topics that concern our spiritual growth in this Bible ministry school that uh, is known as Life Training School. So let's take just a one point each in a minute or two. And uh, since this is school, Many times we leave it up to the students to participate, uh, to answer. But sometimes on occasion we need to go through the list of students to uh, elicit an answer as far as what they received so far. So we're looking at last week, last week's session, last week's class. And what, uh, as you reviewed your notes, you thought about it, what stood out to you? from last uh, class. So I'm just going to go straight down the list, beginning with Archna, and then according to the people who joined so far, down to Taya. Just uh, one minute, just one minute, maybe one point. Um, from praise, God. praise God, Archana. Yes. Pastor, so um, Pastor mentioned about the Key to overcome, like Pastor has mentioned about, we have power over gossip and and, and uh, anger. And she has mentioned that the key to overcome is relationship with God. And it is very important how we treat our salvation. We should never trade it with, uh, uh, with anything else. And uh, she has explained about the example of Lord's wife, that, like how uh, God didn't want them to perish, but she willfully chose not to listen. And, uh, um, and that's why that thing happened. And, uh, the other thing is about uh, Pastor Kripal's testimony, like how she spoke loudly God's word um, when Satan tried to tempt her. When she was uh, um, tempt her while she was cooking, she had a uh, it was smelling so good, and just a thought came. But then she spoke loudly, and uh, um, and uh, and she explained the importance of speaking God's word. And Pastor said that uh, and how God gives grace when we ask God to give grace. Praise God, Pastor. Praise God. And just want to clarify. Praise God. Archana did a great job there <laughs> within about a minute or so, or a minute and a half to uh, really get straight to the heart of it. And uh, we'd like everyone to stick to that kind of format so everybody gets a chance and we don't uh, have any uh, delay going forward to the next thing we need to do. I just want to clarify in case somebody missed it last time. Um, 
the reason Paskarbo was tempted was because the devil wanted to damage her GI tract, her throat. She had a condition. So the temptation was uh, based on her desiring to preserve her body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, to be able to use it in service of the king as long as possible. And so at that point, the devil wanted to come. So it was not a question of something tastes good and she's trying to watch her weight. She she doesn't have that problem. She's very disciplined since she was very small. Um, but this is a case in which the enemy came at an opportune time where she humanly uh, appreciated the aroma that came from the food that she was cooking. It's a God-given thing, something to be enjoyed, the smell, the taste. But in her predicament, she has a condition that developed from Satan's behind, trying to destroy her. She had to exercise that uh, self-restraint. So she spoke. She spoke against the tempter. So temptation necessarily is not a bad thing. It can be a good thing, but at a wrong time. So where we expect healing, uh, some things prematurely done can cause damage. So in this matter, she used that example to illustrate the importance of understanding what's going on, standing our ground to do the right thing and speaking against the tempter and, and reaffirming our decision to do something that is correct in the sight of God. Praise the Lord. The first point, Archana, can you uh, repeat that very briefly? What was the first thing you said again? Praise God, Pastor. So the uh, first point which I said, Pastor, is to, uh, to the key to overcome is to have a relationship with God. And yes. Praise God, Pastor. Praise God. And please go ahead. Uh, it's relationship with God, and it is very important how we treat our salvation. And we should never trade it with anything else like Lot's wife. She uh, she perished because uh, she willfully chose that thing. God didn't want her to be perished. Praise God. Yes, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of repetition, but it's okay. Everyone, this is uh, what you gleaned for yourself. It's okay if others said the same thing, but you may have some other uh, words that you use, particularly to describe what you heard. So let me go to the next person. And on the list straight from Ring Central would be Prashant. Praise God, Prashant. Praise God, Pastor. It is uh, the thing that I remember, Pastor, that stood out from the message. The takeaway for me was submit to God and uh, He will build the. So, whatever issues that was part of assignment to the one thing that you feel that it's not God pleasing. And take it to Jesus, pray, and through Christ you can overcome anything. So that same message, Pastor Chris. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, the assignment will get to that uh, very practical application of the truth. Praise God. We're going to go next to Becky. I'm sorry, Pastor. I do not have my notes in front of me at all. You know, but uh, listening to what we were talking about, you know, um, one of the things I've really learned about is 
how God gives grace to overcome anything. So um, I'm sorry. I just I'm driving, and I don't have any notes. Praise God, Becky. That's a good point to remember, though. Praise God. Yes, God gives grace. That's a joyful truth that we can embrace. It's not us fighting by ourselves. We can look to the Lord. Lord, this is a sticking point in my life, or this is something that I don't have power. Please give me the grace. Give me the strength. Help me to appropriate, Lord, what I need. I have to overcome this. And I know I can do it through you. And looking to him by faith, he'll give the grace, and then we'll have a breakthrough in that area. Praise God. We'll go next to Christina Lyons. We'll go next to Christina Columbia. I'm sorry. Um, can I uh, go in a minute when my husband gets home? Yes, no problem, Christina Lyons. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, you can just, Christina Lyons, you can just interrupt us, you know, when you're ready. And then I'll let the person who's speaking finish, and then you can go next. Whenever you're ready. So right now we'll go to Christina Columbia. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Um, so uh, the example of uh, Pastor Kruba, uh, when she was talking about um, how we submit to God, we resist the devil, um, and we talk to ourselves, and that's important to talk to ourselves. And um, just that um, <clears throat> in that grace that comes, um, that God gives, um, that there's, um, uh, the confidence, you know, kind of transfers, like there's, there's not confidence in myself, but the confidence is in God to get me through something that I was really struggling. Um, maybe not struggling, but like, it's something that was problematic before, you know, um, something that I needed understanding into God gives the understanding and gives the grace to overcome. And then our confidence is in him. Um, and there's peace in the battle because our confidence is in him to overcome. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to hear a repetition, but the blessing is this. Uh, suppose you are in a, another class in the secular world right now. Uh, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe an elective class. And uh, maybe it's something to do with recreation, the arts or theater, who knows, whatever. And you have an exercise. You know, it's not your typical format of studies in, let's say, the applied sciences. Um, but you're actually trying to experience something. And the professor or the teacher, instructor says, I want each of you to affirm. Look at the statement I wrote on the board. Now, I want you to make it your own. And actually vocally affirm that in front of everyone. Now that changes it somewhat, doesn't it? Instead of just giving back in a, in a kind of a factual way, this is what I heard. Uh, when we're speaking now, one of the blessings is this. As you're rehearsing even the same point, maybe even the same words, this is the opportunity for you, for each student, to actually affirm that this is mine now, you see? 
this truth is mine and I'm, I'm putting it into practice and I'm glad to shout it out or declare it that uh, I've, I've uh, understood this or I'm beginning to understand this. And so even though there's repetition, each student gets to actually vocalize the truth that they've embraced. And you know, when you do that, there's something to actually speaking it out, just like we heard in the lesson last week, something to confessing that, something in hearing yourself say it, and also in front of people and in front of God. So that's the um, advantage of this, as opposed to just repeating. There's something that we're stepping forward and saying, no, this is mine. This is this is something that I know I can overcome. I'm hearing my brothers and sisters, fellow students, I'm going to, I'm in this too. In my life, the problematic areas, the areas where I felt weak and I felt like I can't resist the devil. God is stepping me up. He's giving me the grace and I'm, I'm going to speak what I believe. The Bible says I have, I have believed and therefore I've spoken. So when we speak something, it should come out of our hearts that we believe it and then God will make it all the more real. Praise God. So let's go next to Christopher Lyons. Praise the Lord. Pastor. Praise the Lord. Right. So um, what I learned was uh, that I'm able to have what is, was both and the last um LTS and the other LTS was that I'm able to have power and and it's okay to uh, talk to myself and encourage myself like now I'm remembering David when he, he encouraged himself the, through God so praise the Lord like Sure. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. It's a very good point in a practical matter. Just to have the knowledge that I don't have to just go with the flow of the getting the attacks or the temptation, feeling weak. God says I can talk to myself uh, based upon God's word. And then uh, Christopher remembered King David when he was at his low point and the men that he was with, they wanted to actually turn and stone him. Imagine that. You already lost your family, the enemy raided the camp when you weren't there. He carried away your family and everything. You're already tremendously torn up. And now the the people that were supposed to be supporting you, they all want to kill you too. But at that very point, it's written, at that low point, David encouraged himself in the Lord. So it's a point well taken. As Christopher shared, we can say to ourselves, wait a minute, oh my soul, why are you disquieted within me? Why are you downcast within me? You can talk to ourselves, call yourself by a name. So why are you sad like this? No, remember, God is your help. He will shine his grace upon you. He will help you. We're, we're affirming. It's not a mind over matter. It's the spirit over the flesh. And it's God's word over the temptation and the tempter. And uh, we always win when we handle things God's way. Praise God. 
We'll go next to Dashini. Praise the Lord, Dashini. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise God, Dashini. Uh, Pastor, last week, uh, uh, it started with the fear of the Lord. I mean, the, the review from the last two last week, fear of the Lord makes man depart from the sin and unfor- unfor- uh, unfaithfulness. And uh, uh, the, the, pe- the person who once saved, he is, um, he is not saved forever. And like, uh, uh, it will blurt out the name from the book of life. It's from Revelation 3, 5. And Pastor Krupa spoke about grace and uh, the temptation what she had and how she pronounced the word of God. And she overcome, and uh, and about anger. Uh, so what's a no type of quick question? And uh, the other thing is that she spoke about. When we come to the family of God, we have the power. We should not worry of uh, sinning. The, and the uh, references what you get uh, 1 John 3 9. Abide in me that I am in you. Like, uh, and it will give. And the parable of the sower and the seed. This is not pastor. That's what the notes I took. Seeds fall into the ground. Praise God, Darshini. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's good. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Pastor. I'm having terrible cough and cold. I'm little breathing issues. So sorry, Pastor. Sorry, sorry to hear you're undergoing that, Darshini. Praise God. You. So, step forward to speak. God bless you. The Lord Thank heal you. Praise God. Darshini gives uh, quite a number of points there. Um, so we will, um, continue and, uh, just one point if you'd like to, um, uh, share so that everybody can go. But, um, Darshan touched on, uh, another topic also that we looked at a couple of other things. And as we're hearing this, uh, we don't need a comment on that all the time from me unless it's necessary. But we get the opportunity here in, in our minds actually review and reinforce what we heard, even with the references. So one point, let's go to the next person. Uh, that would be Divya. Praise Lord Divya. Uh, praise Lord Pastor. Uh, what I learned is, uh, the, about the grace of God we need. Uh, we, we should never take it for granted. Uh, otherwise we lose the salvation. Um, uh, actually, the enemy will always try to con- come and confuse us. So when we submit to God, we can overcome that. Uh, that is what uh, I've highlighted more in this and the parable of the sower and the seed. And uh, the man of life is always contrary to uh, God, uh, where uh, many people, they deny the truth uh, because their life is outside God. Uh, many people like now for example like gossip and everything uh, we have to overcome everything by submitting to God praise God 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So even gossip and, uh, praise God. So that, uh, just wanted to clarify that one statement about if we take the grace of God for granted, we can lose our salvation. Um, it's not something that in our minds we may be thinking something, forgetting God here and there. We don't lose our salvation, but certainly as Divya mentioned, we're put on the track to really moving away from God, you know, by degrees. We, we're not thankful as we used to be. We're not excited to praise God. The moment something good happens, um, we get to a stage where only when things are really bad, we begin to cry out to God. That's an indication that we're moving away from God. So we need to take caution that if we take God's grace for granted, uh, we can actually despise God's grace and despise his commandments and begin to do things in a manner that's not pleasing to God. So we want to always be thankful for the grace of God and moment by moment walk according to his commandments. Praise God. I'm going to mention some names now um, because I have to take care of Samuel for a few moments. Probably in about three, four, five minutes, I'll be back. I have the phone with me to listen. But let me just uh, give a list of names in the order that's in my Ring Central participant list. And then one after the other, please take one minute and one point. Um, and then the next person will follow you. So after Divya, I have on my list here, Ed, and then Faith, Jensi, Grizzly, and Kunjan. So Ed, then Faith, then Jensi, Grizzly, then Kunjan. Please go one after the other. Um, just a minute and one point. Thank you, and Pastor. Praise God, Ed, please. Pray. Thank you, Pastor. Um, so, you know, a lot of uh, what Divya just said is what I was uh, thinking. And, you know, when I pulled away from last week's lesson, I uh, I listened to the recording. And, um, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that um, came to me, um, not so much from from what was said last week, but but uh, from a sermon a couple of weeks ago uh, when Pastor Karuba talked about being a friend of God. And, you know, it, it just really made an impression on me and it, everything seems to fold into that being drawn close to God and, um, the redemption that, um, that I can now seek. Um, you know, I used to want to control everything around me and, um, now I give it to God first and foremost. And I, I, I see in all the lessons that are, that have been coming at me through the, through the word and through the, through the, uh, uh, the Sundays at church and whatnot, that um, that it is really, salvation is beyond my control, obviously, and uh, and to be close to God, I have to submit. And I never did that before. So this has been, um, you know, something that has really been, been touching my heart and my soul um, and showing me that, um, you know, that if I'm going to be uh, a friend of God, that I need to submit, that I need to seek is uh, I need to a, repent and then seek uh, redemption through um, purification, essentially through uh, through um, and and my homework actually speaks a lot to this to to the uh, to the anger and uh, rage and other emotions that I would have um, when I felt like I couldn't control everything around me. So uh, uh, praise the Lord, and uh, that was that was what I pulled out of last week. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Ed. Praise God. 
Very glad to hear that. Praise God. Praise God. Next verse, please go ahead. Praise God. Um, the main thing I pulled from last week's message was the key point of obedience and that when a believer gets defiled, then they have given access to Satan. And how a believer gets defiled is when they fail to obey God. Um, God will not force you to stay in his fold um, and he will let go the more we harden our hearts and refuse to obey him. So um, obedience is very critical when walking with God. And if you don't obey, you will not be able to resist the devil um, because how can clean water and dirty water come from the same spring? So um, really just practicing, submitting everything to God, completely um, obeying him, um, completely denying yourself in the ways that you want to deal with things and um, really just giving everything to God because he knows the best way to deal with things. Um, praise God. <laughs> amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Next verse, please go ahead. Praise the Lord. Um, praise God, Pastor. So I think for me, this message is uh, very powerful, very, this is one of my favorite, uh, I don't know, messages I've heard from pastors and it's been a great blessing for me. Um, the whole thing concept about, you know, um, living an overcoming life, because I feel like many Christians, um, even like, you know, many Many good believers, people have been in faith for many years. I feel they always have this thing that, oh, this is my weakness. That's my weakness. So they can, um, they can excuse anger. They can excuse different things as their weakness. But really, um, when we see how God sees, it's different. But at the same time, we don't have to live in, in so much like a, like paranoid fear, fear kind of thing, because we are living from the point of view of what Christ has done for us. And the whole thing that Pastor mentioned, like the seed of Christ is so powerful. The seed of Christ, it, it has made us more than a conqueror. So it's not that we are trying to um, struggle, but we are actually, it's from a winning standpoint, really to have that faith, to really believe uh, two things actually I wrote or two or three things. One pastor said, we have the power. We really need to believe that we have the power to overcome sin because the seed of Christ is in us. Once Jesus comes in our lives, he has given us that power. Second, we are called to be a winner and not a loser. And third, through Christ, we have all the tools needed to live that overcoming life. And um, many things Pastor said that we are we are his trophy. God, God has made us more than conquerors through Christ. Everything that we do, it is our faith in him. So that sub perfect submission is needed and um, perfect humility is needed. And when we submit to the Lord, the Lord fights for us and he is the power over all the things that come against us. So it's it's the most powerful, victorious life. Praise God. Praise God, Pastor. Uh, Grizzly here. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pastor, uh, one of the important key points uh, that uh, Pastor Kirba shared was, as uh, Sister Jinsi also shared, so when we come into the family of God, we have power 
and we know that there is power in the blood and we are washed by his blood and we are made holy because of that because of that power we will be able to overcome the sin and also another key point that pastor kirba touched was the seed of christ in is in us so when we remember that the seed of christ is within us it is also another key point to overcome sin and also we have to submit to god so that we can resist the devil thank you pastor praise the lord praise god thank you thank you brother for sharing and uh gently for also um speaking to those points i wonder what would have happened in my life if i would have heard this teaching even even to this extent for a few minutes in all the services i attended in so many churches over the years since a child i wonder what would have happened to me uh, earlier than it had happened there's a book i mentioned this before i think uh i was in my early 20s i think is going to all different churches trying to gain a handle on the overcoming life that i believed existed but i didn't really see in front of me i didn't hear it preached it was always like god is somebody you take along with the ride on the ride to protect you and bless you and be there for you not that he's leading you not that he's going to give you power to overcome so the the title of the book that came, that god brought in front of me a paperback three words four words actually uh you can be holy and at that point in my life it was a revolutionary statement because i i didn't hear it preached first of all it gave me the understanding that god desires for me to be holy and it also gave me the understanding that i can actually do this he wants me to be holy and i have the ability to be that so it just took me by storm that that phrase that title and i began to read the book and of course there was a reprint from a major revivalist in american uh evangelical history the former attorney charles finney who they attribute half a million people coming to faith through his ministry in a day and age when they had no sound system you know no microphones no amplified speakers and none of the methods we have today social media and all those things charles finney and a lot of people in the established church didn't like him because he was going against the grain telling them what are you doing nobody's getting saved he says the same people are coming to church because their families are coming to church nobody's changing nobody's getting saved people are still drinking people are still this is back in the 1800s and so when the spirit of god came upon him and he said i'm going to preach the whole truth i don't care who comes against me he started seeing conversions massive conversions people convicted everywhere the spirit of god is moving powerfully so it was from his messages down the couple of centuries that this book was reprinted look at the power of a life that's touched by the spirit of god how it still speaks even long after they're gone well that touched me not only me i've come to find out other 
uh, powerfully used instruments of God. Even his contemporaries, David Livingston, famous statement in literature, Dr. Livingston, I presume, when uh, the person sent out to find out what happened to him in Africa, this uh, doctor and missionary, who's a real man of God, went through so much in Africa. They thought he had died, so they sent somebody, a reporter, I believe, to go and investigate, a journalist. And those that was his famous, famous words that in literature, at least in American literature, they've borrowed that. You know, when he saw him, he didn't he wasn't sure, so he said, Dr. Living, he was so worn out in his service to God, but full of the fire of God. But men like him were inspired by Charles Finney. As he was a youth growing up in Christ, the fire came into him from reading this man's writing. Um, even to the point of Keith Green in 1970s, a famous singer who was actually all set to become the pop singer extraordinaire, at least in U.S. or American music. God had other plans, greater plans. And fire of God came into him and he read his words and he had, he felt like he got born again, all over again. But the words that struck me were from the title, You Can Be Holy. We have the power of God. We have the power of God to help us to begin to comprehend. I have the seed of God within me. I can actually be everything God wants me to be. So it's a great blessing to be exposed to the truth of God's will about the possibility and the potential and the power that's there for us to actually step into that. What a freedom it is. Now, other things need to transpire in my life. It was not just I heard the message God was working in me. I had to do um, the surrender, you know, with, with what God shows. But as I always say, if I never know the possibility exists that I can actually change, I will never believe it. Therefore, I won't take steps toward it. But once I hear the truth that you can be righteous, God expects you to be that way. And then we allow the Spirit of God to show us why we're not connecting with the truth. And then we take the steps. We begin to connect with the truth. Praise the Lord. We'll go to the next person, please. Praise the Lord, Pastor. And um, there are there were plenty of points, but I would uh, mention two important points. Um, she mentioned, uh, like, uh, God's people. Um, are overcomers and the three rules to become an overcomer are, um, are talking to God, asking for grace. Um, secondly, talking to the devil that is uh, resisting him through the scriptures. And third is talking to yourself um, that if I'm not going to do anything foolish, then I will have to pay for it. So these were three um, points. And secondly, um, at, uh, about obedience, uh, because walking in obedience is important, and uh, because prayer won't work if you are not walk, uh, walking in obedience. If you keep shutting, uh, willfully shutting the voice of God, then um, we will have to uh, pay for it. Like we, we will, uh, we reap what we sow. Um, that's what uh, I, I take home with. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Very good recap of the points. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm going to mention some more names again. I actually stopped in the middle, uh, giving Samuel supplements, but um, I'm going to now just stay silent so that people can go one after the other. So the next group of people, it will be Jennifer and Henry Wendells. 
and then Jenny and Jeff Peters, and then Jinu, and then Jody and Jonathan. So let me just repeat that. I'm not sure if you have the same order in the participant list on your screen, but just in case, we'll hear from Jenny, uh, Jen, uh, Jennifer and Henry, and then Jenny and Jeff, and then Jinu, and then Jody, and then Jonathan. So please just go one after the other. Okay, this is Jennifer. Um, I wanted to share or recap on the whole notion of um, overcoming and enlarging our territory by overcoming. I have all kinds of hell breaks loose when big things are happening, and that's when the enemy comes against us, but we have to fight against the attacks to be able to stand and overcome because when we do, that's when we get victory and our territory is enlarged. Um, in the midst of that, Satan's going to try to take us down, but our response should be, I will not turn back. And even in the midst of suffering, you're equipped to overcome sin. We're never called to be stagnant. We're always called to grow because as we're growing, we're overcoming and in one particular area. And once we've gained that territory, then we'll be called to grow in another area. And it's a constant cycle of Battle, victory, battle, victory, battle, victory. Praise the Lord. This is Henry. Uh, I was going to share, uh, when you participate in sin, you shut down the voice of the Holy Spirit, and he's no longer able to warn you or guide you or help you. Uh, like the... I lost my place. He will stop speaking to you because you are willfully disobeying God and therefore he can't speak to you any longer. Praise God. Praise God, Jennifer and Henry. Praise God. Very important points. We'll just continue with the next few people. Please. Praise God. So the one, the main point that I got is knowing who I am in Christ and knowing he gives me power over sin and the devil makes me an overcomer. So that way I won't relinquish my crown because she talked about giving up your crown. So I won't relinquish my crown to anyone, including Satan or myself. So sometimes we try to blame the devil for everything, but the sinful nature is a hindrance in so many ways. So when, when I have the power over sin, then my sinful nature can't get in the way. So I praise God. Amen. I'm going to speak now. Praise God. This is Jenny. Um, what stuck out to me was that the spirit of God does a beautiful job of changing us. And the key is your relationship with God. How do you value your salvation and let no man take your crown? Amen. Praise God, Jeff and Jenny. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Next couple of people, please go ahead. Praise God, Pastor. Uh, the couple of points that touched me really was uh, that the relationship with God is important that uh, keeps you away from the sin. And uh, when we have that relationship, the desire itself changes and, our, and to what is like, 
we will have that aversion to what is toxic uh, toxic for us and then uh, the three points that whenever we you're tempted you should talk to god and then speak to the enemy and talk to yourself praise god Praise the Lord, Pastor Redeem. I'm very sorry uh, for attending late this evening. Um, and I was, I understand that it's, there's a recapping, but I'm just not sure exactly what it is. If it is about last week's class. Praise God. Praise God. Um, first of all, praise God for Jenna sharing uh, what stood out to her. Praise the Lord for that. Jody, we are. Uh, just to recap one point, uh, what stood out to you from last week in just a minute. So we're just uh, recapping one point for about a minute. Okay, so last our, last, our last class was on the 12th. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm sorry, Pastor Padi, being late. I normally have my notes in front of me, and I write from a couple notebooks. I don't have them. Um um so i'm not i'm not prepared to what specifically had because i wasn't that, able to review so i don't that, apologize that's okay jody i know you're coming home late from work um it's okay praise god um so we're going to have a lot of repetition as i mentioned so um we we're going to hear plenty of uh review of the recap so we just continue and I'm sure Jody has this in her notes, so it's just good to hear right now if uh, we're not able to go. But that's okay. We'll go next to... Pastor, can I ask you a quick question? I know yes, I sorry. Uh, take down in regards to... I'm just not sure if this is a, a continuation of um, October 5th is class, but uh, where it was, uh, there are false miracles happening. But, um, and, and one of the things was in regards to that is the kingdom of God is full of power. So really identifying the power of God and, um, and that by his grace, we have that authority. We can utilize the power of God when we're using it for his kingdom's glory, so to speak. So it is a lot of uh, recapping in regards of our identity and that in which we can forfeit when we don't walk in obedience uh, to the Lord God and the things that we have been privileged to learn, but a lot about the power and authority of the kingdom of God and really um, how powerful he is. The enemy comes so hard and so loud that um, it can be very intimidating, but the power of God uh, extinguishes every attack of the enemy. So if I may just share that, I've really learned and uh, have uh, taken hold of the power and the authority of God that he gives us that we can overcome and and we don't have to walk away. And really, it's our heart's motive and who it is that we want to follow. So following the Lord and doing it with a pure heart, with a pure motive for his kingdom's glory, he will give to us everything it is that we need to be more than an overcomer, to walk in the identity of Christ and not to forfeit that in which he has for us. And I believe as it's coming to memory, um, 
if it was that Pastor Karuba was mentioning how it were it may may have been you, Pastor Padeep. There are many warehouses um that have uh blessings and that you know there are gonna people that are arrived to heaven and they're gonna see that in which they had forfeited because um they really didn't walk according to the will of God. But right. they mm-hmm. sorry, Pastor. Praise God, praise God, Jody. That, that speaks to uh, the thing that we're discussing, actually, even if it was from a, a combination of previous two classes, um, the seed of God and the overcoming, same thing. So praise God, that sober warning again that Jody remembers. And also the, um, the good news that we can overcome through the grace of God. Praise the Lord, Jody. Praise God. We're going to, I think, the last person in this group that I mentioned would be Jonathan, and then we'll continue with the rest of the people. Praise the Lord, Jonathan, if you'd like to share. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Um, you had um, mentioned um, once saved, always saved, and um, and uh, I would say the behavior of, um, of sinners, how, and uh, you talked about um, people who believe that um, no matter uh, what they did in life, um, they would always be uh, uh, able to go to heaven. And um, I had also wrote in my notes, um, uh, do not uh, overstep conscience, do not block out guilt, you will lose and disrespect um god you'll lose your uh communication your connection with god um god gives you discernment um uh there was temptation and willpower self restraint um uh overcoming and um you know god gives an overcoming life uh do not feed the flesh trust in the lord um the fear of the lord brings us to depart from death and uh or, uh had an uh oh um he provides confirmation assurance peace and knowledge he gives affirmation and understanding and uh one another one would be sacrifice and surrender praise the lord pastor thank you for letting me share praise the lord jonathan praise god number of very good points. Praise God. Praise the Lord. What we're going to do now is we want to give everybody a chance, but it's going to be a challenge now. I would like, like everybody to really think, and now within 30 seconds, within 30 seconds, one point, so that everybody can go. Then we'll continue with the lesson today. I believe Pascal's, uh just about ready. Let me go to the list. 30 seconds, one point. Please note the order. It's going to be Mary Jenny, and then Joseph, and then Mike, Heidi, Miriam, uh, Parmajit, Phil, Suzanne, Rachel, Samantha, Sophia, 
Stanley, Stephen, Glancy, Taran, Thaya, and Yamini. Let me repeat the list again. We're going to hear just 30 seconds, one point. You don't have to elaborate, just one point. Uh, Mary Jenny, and then Joseph, Mike, Heidi, Miriam, uh, Paramjit, Philip, Suzanne, Rachel, Samantha, Sophia, Stanley, Stephen, Glancy, Tehran, Taya, and Yamini. So just 30 seconds. Please go one after the other. Praise God, Pastor. <clears throat> um, the point I wanted to share was that you have the power through Jesus Christ, which makes you the overcomer. Okay. Praise Lord, Pastor. <clears throat> the the three points that really stood out for me was talking to God to receive power and strength, talking to the enemy by resisting him through the word of God, and then talking to yourself. Um, speaking the scriptures. Uh, talking to yourself, speaking the scriptures, and then also the constant prayer that we need to have in our life is Father, give me your grace. Praise Amen. Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Mary, Jenny, and Joseph. Praise God. Praise God. Let's continue, please. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Uh, a person who's eating the right food, a person who's breathing the right air, they're going to get stronger. They're not going to get weaker. But if the nourishment's not there, the person's not going to have the strength to grow. And the past, Pastor Kruber referred us to the parable of the sower, which is, Matthew 13, Mark 4, and Luke 8. And, uh, and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sorry, we're not on the camera. We're both sick. Um, through Christ, you have the power to step on your flesh and dominate all kinds of the works of the flesh. And why are they there? So that we can trample them here and become an overcomer to trample the evil serpent. And that those who overcome... God will give the keys to the kingdom. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Mike and Heidi, praise the Lord. Praise God. There are those who, like Mike and Heidi, they've informed us. They're not well. And uh, so their videos, cameras are not on. Video's not on. But praise God, they're able to still be here and share the word. Praise God. We'll go next to the next verse. Praise Lord, uh, Pastor. This is Paramji. And uh, what I uh, learned from last uh, uh, class was like uh, Jesus already uh, win on the cross and doesn't matter what the uh, you are going through. You have to hold him and uh, you have to exercise the faith all the time. And um, you will definitely overcome. Doesn't matter if it is sin or sickness and whatever you are going through. That that really hit me. Uh, and um, I uh, I started trying. Uh, I started even exercising uh, this thing. It doesn't matter. It's a little one or a big one. But um, that was really uh, I learned from last class. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord. The practical. Um, both in the truth in that faith, God. Praise the Lord from the church. Miriam is going. She was before us, but, um, uh, what's the Hello? Can you hear me? 
Oh, yeah, go ahead, Mary. Yes, sorry. Um, praise the Lord. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to share. Hold on a second. Um, Jesus' blood is like an insurance policy. Once you're saved, you will, you will enter into the kingdom. A person can be saved and then be unsaved if they choose to leave their maker, and do evil things. If we are all in transformation, what is a spiritual, what is a scripture, scripture, scriptural, um, second Timothy 2, 11 to 13, perpetual sin, keeps on going. Sorry, Miriam, if I can just partake in it, we will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not sure if she could have heard me there, but yeah, I was just going to ask her one point that stood out to her that made a difference. But uh, praise God, we heard some points. Um, next, I think, was Suzanne. Yes, praise the Lord, Pastor. Um, yeah, what stood out to me, uh, when we're about to do something wrong, the Spirit of God will tell us not to do it, and it's very important to listen. Uh, anytime a suggestion comes from the pit of hell, you do the complete opposite. We need to resist the devil after we have submitted to God, and then as others have brought up, what was the homework said, um, about any time you're tempted by the devil in any area, the first thing you do is talk to God, talk to the devil by telling him to get out and resisting him by the scriptures, and then talk to yourself, saying, like, I'm not going to do something foolish, or I'm not going to do this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. As a practical matter, let me just say this before Phil goes. Suppose there's somebody that instantly irritates you. It's become so routine that it may be your child, maybe your spouse, maybe another relative, a friend, a colleague. You are already set in that uh, reactionary mode, if you will. Because of all the past experiences or the fact they didn't listen to you or they did this to you, the moment you see that person or hear their voice, instantly you get irritated. It, it's not even that you're meditating on that, premeditating. It's within you. It may be a little child for a parent, or maybe a parent for a child. It may be another person, a sibling. What's going on? The truth is not in that area. That's what's going on. In other words, the, 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 the mannerism and the personality of Jesus is not coming out there. What do we do? Most people say, ah, that's my child. The child didn't do what I said and irritated me. I'm justified. Are we justified in getting irritated to the point where we adopt that stance? Nobody knows. You may be fine with your boss, your colleagues. They think the world of you, even other people in your family. But a certain individual, certain individuals, there's a, there's a despising attitude, actually. We may have never thought of this. But if you really bring it out to the open and you examine it, you think, wait, I'm not giving this person a chance. I'm not giving the benefit of the doubt. It's already... Uh, ready, set, go. I'm, I'm, I'm in the attack phase or the reactionary phase that, you know, you did this before, you're not listening. There we go again. We need God's grace to give people a chance. And we need God's grace to say, Lord, I want to handle it differently. And that's where it comes in, what Suzanne just shared. I'm going to do the opposite. Do human lives matter? Do children's lives matter? Is it because somebody has money or position or they're 
authoritative or sound authoritative or is that how we judge people? How we can have the world in our Christian experience and never separate from it. But we need to say, Lord, you actually told the parents, let your children come. The disciples try to block it. And you got upset with the disciples. Lord, help me to adopt that kind of view, Lord, that I don't despise anybody. And I don't want to be set in a pattern that I'm irritable in certain situations. It's okay. Hey, I go to the next thing on my computer, get my coffee. No. Something's not right. And this is what will happen when the Spirit of God moves in. God will begin to uncover all the areas in which there's no consistency according to the truth of the Lord we claim to serve. And it's a beautiful thing because it gives us the opportunity to say, nobody may know about it, just you and the Lord. You say, Lord, I didn't treat my child right. No, something's not right. Nobody says anything, not even the child. Maybe the child got used to that. You know, daddy's going to get irritated. Mom's going to get irritated. Or my child's gonna scream on me. I'm the parent, but I'm, you know, I'm used to this. No, something's not right. I'm gonna seek the Lord. I want things to be right. I want peace in my conscience that I have left no stone unturned when it comes to pleasing my Lord in every area of my life. That is victory. That is being true. And you know, when God sees that integrity at that level, He'll begin to use this mightily because we'll actually represent Him well. Praise God. Let's go to Phil. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Praise God. Um, one thing that really, uh, got, got me, uh, fired up is, uh, when Pastor Kruba said, when the enemy comes in with temptations and other things, fight to the very end, for I am a warrior, just like the song says, for I am a warrior. And then she said, well, what is the very end? And it's when you see the victory, when Goliath is laying flat out. So we keep, Persevering in the battle and, and even in the war. We, we keep fighting. Praise God. Praise God, Phil. Praise God, Suzanne. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Next, please. Praise God. How many, how many more are left? Hello. I think I'm next. Yeah. Okay. Praise God, Rachel. Yeah. Um, okay. So Praise what God. hit me was, um, first John three nine. Well, when it says about the seed of Christ being on us and how our spirit should be rejecting that which is bad. And I um, used scripture all week and I was um, just felt my spirit really alive inside of me this week, um, just rejecting anything that came that was bad. So that's what I learned. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God, Rachel. I wasn't able to unmute. Pastor asked how many more left. And I think Mary Jenny posted about nine more. Oh, Not too much. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Praise God. I didn't see it. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, I have trouble sometimes. I'm muting some of you do. And uh, sometimes in the middle of helping Samuel, I drop a tablet on the floor and I have to get the tablet and I can't get to the phone. So praise God. But that was very good, Rachel. Amen. Amen. Praise Lord. Praise God. Perfect. Praise God. Um, I, I liked um, Rachel's um, answer uh, because it contained uh, practical um um experience that went with what she learned um i really like to hear that um with whoever is going to go next if you can um i'm going to put this one in play mode if you can um say it in uh, how many seconds bash for deep said i don't know 60 30 um, right now 30 seconds for lack of time do you have the recording on i think prashant texted yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start it when they start the class. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
So, um, praise God. So, uh, whoever is going to go next, if you can just say uh, one point, what you learned, and uh, how you applied, like how Rachel said, like short. That'd be good. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm next, but um, I the point that stood out to me from last week was um, when Pastor Kerba talked about the the parable of the sower and where the rocks and things that were in the heart that prevents the word of God from growing. Um, that really um, spoke to me and I was actively thinking about this week. I was thinking about all the things that are in our hearts or in my heart that would prevent the word of God from taking root and growing. Praise God. Praise God. Beautifully said. Praise God. God bless you, brother. Praise God. Excellent. Praise God. Praise God. Um, who is the next? Samantha, is it? Praise God. Yes, Pastor. Samantha. Um, so the point that sticks out to me is um, it is God who carries you. And one thing that the spirit of the Lord has done is give us power and he puts his spirit in us, which will touch people in our generation. So through us overcoming um, other people will be able to overcome and God is what creates change and delivers the people. Um, so submit to God, resist the poison with which once made me blind and the devil, devil will flee. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And, and were you able to apply that this week? Praise God. Yes, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise, Praise God. God. Praise the Lord. So that's what we're going to remember next time we do something like this. As Pastor said, we're going to just state the point briefly and then explain how we uh, applied or tried to apply it during the week. Praise God. Now we have skipped some people, I think, because more joined for whatever reason. Yeah. So make sure I include everyone. Um, yeah. Let me continue with the list. Yeah. Let's go to, I don't know if we heard from Majur, so if, if you're able. Uh, Majersh, Rhea, Sophia, Stanley, Stephen, Glancy, uh, Tehran already went, um, Thaya, and then Yamini. So eight people. Nice. So Majersh and Rhea, if you're able to go, you can. I know if they're traveling or they're, no, tra- they're sick. I'm not sure if they're, able, if they're able to talk. Okay. If not, we will go next to Sophia. Okay, yes. Praise the Lord, Sorry, sorry, this took some longer. Uh, so God gets this week throughout the, like, several locations, that word came into mind that we need to do three, uh, three things. We need to talk to God anytime any problems arise. Then we need to talk to ourselves. And then we need to talk to the devil. Basically rebuke him in the name of Jesus. So there were occasions, you know, where the situations were coming to arrive and then God gave the grace to apply that and to avoid the unnecessary uh, stuff. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Practical application. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thanks, Sophia. Um, praise God, pastors. Um, so um the last example you had given it towards the end of the class about you um uh, um overcoming a, a, a temptation um and how quickly you overcame it sometimes i dwell on things and sometimes it just you know you just have to speak the word and and then just move on like you know you already overcame and god's done the work so um sometimes all it takes is you know just one scripture one 
one voice, you know, one, just a few words talking to the Lord and talking to the situation and, and just keep moving. So praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That's a, a unique uh, angle that Sophia shared. That is, we may not feel uh, necessarily that we've overcome. Uh, it may be in the midst of the temptation, maybe that we're so busy or we just haven't um, gained you know, that kind of uh, routine in our lives that I'm able to instantly see the result. Um, but we're embarking on something new. So initially, like everything with salvation and everything in the Christian life, we just do it by faith. God said to do it. This is what I'm going to do. From now on, whatever bothers me, tempts me, tries me, um, I'm going to talk to God. And based on what God has told me and I'm reaffirming and trusting him, asking him, to help me, I'm going to talk to myself. Talk to myself like King David did. In accordance with the truth of God. And then I'm going to rebuke the devil, as Majesh said, in Jesus' name. And I continue to do this. And it becomes a part of me. And I will see consistent victory. Praise God. Next verse, please go ahead. Praise God. Praise God, Pastor. Uh, what stood out for me um, was that God has given us power. Um, as we come to God, um, God has given us power and Satan wants to think that we don't have power, but God has given us the power. And um, I was able to practice what Pastor Tumba practiced, speaking to ourselves, to the enemy uh, when he comes and uh, speaking God's word, what God has spoken. And um, and uh, and also the other point that stood out for me is that when we have when we dominate the flesh, then we can dominate over Satan also. So um, this was done for me, and this was my practical point. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Next person, please. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Uh, Praise. Yeah, the, the important point that uh, which stood out to me was uh, <clears throat> the question about uh, why the devil is here in this world and and why is uh, led here by God. And uh, the important thing there is that uh, we can dominate uh, the devil and the flesh. And that has actually uh, helped me this week uh, to, uh, to overcome it, to overcome it, uh, in a different way, in a very different way. Yeah. And it has really helped me. And I know that, uh, in overcoming all those things, you know, as Pastor Kubai taught that uh, we will be able to teach others to overcome in the same manner. Thank you, Pastor. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise. 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 Yes, yes, Pastor. We should listen to the Spirit of God every time. And uh, every time when we listen to the Spirit of God, we should wash ourselves as a as a Lord leads. And um, we should change ourselves. And the Spirit of God prepare us for eternity. And uh, we should obey. Uh, obey uh, we should obey that. And uh, how can I strengthen myself as a deeper relationship with God? I can strengthen myself. Um, Yes, and uh, these are the points that uh, that was always uh, God was uh, helping me to overcome, 
every spiritual fight uh, in this week. And as uh, all mentioned about uh, talking to God, and that that gives us power to overcome uh, overcome the Satan. Praise Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. So good points. Praise God. I think we have. Uh, uh, Praise the Lord, Pastor. Can I? Uh, I'm trying to see who it is. Oh, Pastor, this is Ria. Ria, praise God, Ria, praise God. So, Pastor, um, what I've been meditating on is on the verse, um, John 15, 4, that abide in me and, and that if I abide in God and the word of God, that we can bear more fruit. And unless I abide in God, that I can bear fruit. Um, and that through God, I can overcome. Um, what I'm fighting and also that um, knowing to shut the voice of the enemy that um, you know just talking to God and knowing when the voice that is bringing uh, the drowning feeling is not from God and to shut the rebuke the devil so praise God those are things that help overcome praise God so an important thing to remember for everyone when you feel like you're drowning when you feel like the circumstance is just overwhelming, as we mentioned, you know, talk to God, remember his word, John fifteen four, remain in me or abide in me, and I in you. And God will intervene to make sure that we actually come out victorious, bearing fruit in the midst of that. Very important. Praise God. I think we have, yeah, is me. it just your Um, Praise God. This is Taya. Praise God, Taya. Sorry, Taya. Yes, Taya. Uh, God gave us uh, grace to overcome any temptation. There is no temptation that we cannot overcome with the grace of God, because uh, grace is the power to overcome. And I've been practicing uh, for, uh, last week um, many areas that uh, this is really helpful. Um, what I learned last week. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yamini, if yes, I see Yamini. Praise God. Am I audible? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the points that I remember is submit to God and resist the devil. Uh, how to resist the devil is talk to devil, talk to God, and talk to yourself. Like uh, pastors' uh, uh, illustration about the forage and how those things really helped me to think about and and uh, follow this week and uh, then we should not pass, participate in sin and uh, if we participate the Holy Spirit will leave and, uh, slowly and, uh, and at in one point we will not be able to hear uh, him guiding us um, and we, can, we are overcomers and we can overcome by putting the down the flesh Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's all very Christina Lyons. I see your hand up. Yes, Pastor Kruba. Praise God, Christina. Um, I have a layer life down for the lost. Don't eat it. Don't do it. Don't say it when tempted. Um, talk to God and say, get behind me. Say, and then talk to yourself. Um, you say, I'm not going to do something foolish by listening to these suggestions. 
and praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise, praise the Lord. Praise God. That's very direct, isn't it? To talk to oneself and actually tell me I'm not going to do something foolish. How important that is. Uh, when we don't, we become passive. And the devil has the upper hand. But if we know that something's not right, many of you do that, I'm sure, already. But it's important to continue doing that. That the devil is trying to make me do something, get into a, maybe a gray area, so he can take me totally outside of God's will. I'm not going there. Forcefully, we have to uh, resist the enemy because he's, he's not a person that we can just uh, treat lightly. And so with the word of God, with the victory that God has given, God has called us overcomers, more than conquerors. What good is it if we have the name tag, but we don't have the power? We don't exercise it. So we have to say, I am. So I will not disobey God. And I will let the Holy Spirit move into my life, take over my whole life so I can be prosperous, blessed, and fruitful. And as a number of you are ministers who are in the life training school, some of you are pastors uh, who are overseeing uh, quite a number of people. And a lot of people look to you for counsel and direction. As you are putting this to practice, how many people will be blessed because of your integrity and your humility and your faithfulness? So it's a wonderful thing for everyone to um, really take this in and, and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to continue. I'm going to get good at this because this is the key to overcoming. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Very glad to hear each one of your um, many reflections and your some of your application. Praise God. We're going to pray. Um, I actually wanted to ask, um, how was your week? I'm not going to ask everyone to go again, but um, did anyone um, face any difficulty while um, you were trying to apply? And uh, um, anything you would like to know that you tried and you had um, difficulty with that, um, we can go over that and then we'll see how the Lord will lead us as we go into what God has for us today. I'm going to pray first. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for this class that you have given to us. Recording I in you progress. for bringing us into your presence, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being with your people all throughout last week. Thank you for helping all those who truly worked on the application part and thank you for all those who truly took your word seriously and worked on it and thank you for the divine results that you caused them to experience i praise you for all the praise reports i thank you father and i pray let it not be a one week thing lord let it become their lifestyle the way of living father i pray that what you are teaching each week let it be ingrained lord into their spirits into their souls into their dna's into their bone marrows father in the name of jesus christ of nazareth let your word lord burn as fire in their bones in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and i pray that you'll change their lives in the name of jesus change every single one from where they are to where you want them to be more and more and more so that they can be used by you in a very significant way thank you father thank you father come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of you people. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. 
I pray, Father, that the hand of the living God continue to rest upon them. And I pray that you give them eyes to see, ears to hear what the Spirit of God would, would reveal at this hour and what the Spirit of God would bring to them at this hour. May they have hands to receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Enlarge in their capacity, Lord, to receive. Enlarge in their understanding, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every barrier be broken in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And every hindrance of the enemy be removed in Jesus' name. I come against every demonic spirit that tries to tamper with the delivery of your word and that tries to tamper with your people from receiving your word. I bind those in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Thank you for the victory that you've given to each one of your people through the shed blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we thank you. We receive it from your hands for this hour. And we praise you in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Praise be to God. If you do not have your cameras on, it will be an automatic absence. Please keep it on unless you are not well and you have informed uh, us prior to the class. Praise God. Um, yes. So for um, today's... Sorry, someone is muted. Um, okay, praise God. Um, yes, so with what you applied last week, do you have any questions, first of all, from your um, assignment from last week, whatever you worked on? Did you find anything difficult? Um, do you have any questions with uh, whatever you try to do, because this is a practical um, life training school. Um, so um, it's not about um, just some scriptures or some terminologies or some memorization. We really want uh, the Spirit of God really wants us to apply, succeed, and then transfer that to other peoples. That's why people, and that's why we are here. So um, with that which God gave you last week, I believe each one of you um, did something with it uh, during the week. Uh, one thing I would say is when it comes to uh, matters pertaining to your soul, make that your priority. Never bring anything, you know, as an excuse to saying that, oh, I couldn't do this because... Uh, I had to take care of this, or I couldn't do this because I had to take care of that, or I couldn't do this because anytime we put the things of God underneath what I couldn't do because of something else, you always know that that's something else which prevented you from doing what you should have done pertaining to your soul becomes your idol. God is placed beneath that, which is not a good thing. So um, make sure you take that which God is giving you each week. Um, we come once a week. And so take that very seriously and say, God, I want to get the maximum benefit from this. In order for you to get the maximum benefit from this, you have to really uh, maximize your input, your effort, your diligence, whatever you are going to do in order to see the results. You need to really uh, exercise yourself you know, for that, towards that. And God will give you great success. He'll give you great success. And so uh, when you spontaneously, when you when you practice first, when you make effort and do things, you know, initially it is effort. But 
as you grow in the Lord and you keep doing it, it becomes a instant reaction. Um, it's like driving, you know, when you begin to drive, uh, you will have to look here and then you have to look there and then you'll have to, you know, look there and you'll have to look here and it'll be like you're doing too many things and you're trying to focus one at a time, you know, each time. And then it keeps getting better and better and better. And you get to the place where, uh, when you're driving, your eyes spontaneously start scanning. You know, your rear view mirror, your side mirrors, your, you, your head automatically when you have to turn, you turn. It, it's an instant reaction because you trained yourself to do certain things. Nobody needs to tell you that at that point unless you're falling asleep or you're so engaged in a conversation that you lose track of everything. Then you can crash. But if you have trained yourself really good, automatically you do things. Nobody needs to tell you that, or you don't even have to shake yourself and say, oh, now I have to look here, now I have to look here, now I have to look here. Oh, what if I don't look here? You don't have that fear at all because you are trained, your mind is programmed at this point to really look at everything spontaneously. There's a reaction. And if you see a car coming from behind, automatically you do what you have to do. Your hand goes to put the signal and you have to switch the lane. Your eyes start scanning to see where you can switch and how you can switch and which lane is empty and how fast you can go. All these things automatically happens to you without anyone trying to tell you or you trying to tell yourself, now I have to do this. Now, initially you'll do that. Initially say, okay, I have to look at this. That is something that every single person will initially do that. But the more you practice, the more you grow, the more you become experienced in that, by doing the same thing again and again. I want to emphasize this again. When do you really become an expert? When you do the same thing again and again and again and again and again. So the the many times you do it, you become better and better and better and better and better at what you're doing. But if you occasionally do it, then it's going to be always back to square one, back to square one. One week I practice and then next month I let go and then next semester when something comes I practice and then I'm excited and then you let go and then it's back to square one God doesn't want anyone to be in square one God is not and so the practice has to be we began last week we're going to continue and come to a point where the reaction comes spontaneously spontaneously where you don't have to think and there's no struggle when the enemy brings something That that's that was my uh, illustration last week when even though it was a place where you can't you have not or you have been kept from something for so long which is a basic thing but you're not able to eat but as you're cooking this smell and the food it's a simple thing nothing like you know will really uh, kill anyone there's nothing poisonous in there nothing harmful in there, no artificial, no sugar, no nothing. Healthy, perfectly healthy thing, but in my case, I cannot have that. But when that thought comes, just a little bit, one spoon, because you can't even taste what you're cooking, just one spoon, just taste and see. When that thought came, the the struggle was not there at all instantaneously. Like I said, we're driving. What you'll do when you see somebody trying to crash your car, immediately you move and so that's exactly what happened because of the training of doing all these 
these things for a while, immediately the word came out of my mouth without my brain even having to think and say something else. So immediately, you're not that foolish to touch this and pay for that later. That's it. And went to the next thing. So this is something that will happen automatically where you know how to reject it instantaneously. That means it's not like, oh, I'm enticed by this. I don't know what to do. God, give me grace. And and Lord, why should I have something like this? And and I wish I can have this. And none of those things. There's this, this hostility that comes from inside that I'm not going to touch that and go. Now, does it mean that I'm enjoying, you know, being in a place where I'm not able to eat or or I'm uh, satisfied saying that, oh, Lord, let me be, you know, sick for a long time, you know, because I can manage with this. No, we know this is a season where God is leading and there's a battle. And we know God will bring me out of this. And God has given me his word that whatever the enemy is trying to do, God will bring it down and my health will become even better than before. That's a word from the Lord. So my faith is towards that. And I don't look at this as a negative thing, as I said last week, I really pray that God will help you to take this truth deep inside of you. The truth is the privilege that you and I have on the face of this earth, the privilege that you and I have while we are alive on the face of this earth to crush the head of the serpent is a one-time thing. The privilege that you and I have to bring everything under our subjection, which God so wants us to, he's longing for us to, to see us put that enemy down, is something given by God to bring it down. So when we exercise that which God has given to us, self-control, the authority that God has given to us, it's a pleasing thing for God. And the enemy runs away. If you look at Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ also, after 40 days and 40 nights, and like I said, fasting, you know, I've done extended fasting. So as a mother, you know, I cook. It has not been a problem at all because the desires are geared towards seeking God. So this practice, and I have seen this, I have to tell you this, um, as the Lord is bringing um, before me at this point, especially when I do uh, extended um, liquid fast, I've seen this happen um, uh, at least three, four times during the course of different um, uh, uh, t- different um, um, time, uh, some years back. So it'll be like if it's coming closer towards the end, if it's the 38th day or the 39th day. And I remember while I was doing my master's driving to school um, while doing student teaching and finishing and coming back while I'm driving all of a sudden the entire you know I was driving our odyssey the vehicle it literally smelled with a very delicious food that I really really liked it smelled so, the smell was so powerful, like overpowering the whole place in the, in the vehicle. And, um, I said, Oh, somebody is hoping to see if he can make me break the fast and that's not going to happen. So the point here is, Suzanne brought that point up. 
when the enemy is trying to hoping to see if he can make you do something, you do the opposite. You know, somebody is so scared because if you make it to that 40th day of that particular fasting that God had called me to, he knows the completion of that is going to move me to where God wants me to be. There's something huge that is happening already. But he wants to see if he causes me to break that, then he's going to rob something very important that is going to come. So he tries in different ways. So without food being there, without um, uh, any kind of cooking that is taking place, can Satan cause this kind of a smell to come into the vehicle? This tasty smell that can come into the vehicle. Nobody's frying anything, but it's just like fully cooked, like a like as if you are in front of that food or cooking full aroma inside a vehicle, yes, it can happen. Now, at the same time, I want to bring this also before you as the Holy Spirit wants me to. I will go to the question which I asked before, but I want to take you through this as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. So a few years, not few years, I think several years back, um, during our uh, wedding anniversary, um, we got a call from uh, an elderly lady. She was in her 90s and she called and she said that um, my daughter, you know, who uh, was a registered nurse, um, all of a sudden she has a um, stroke. Her mouth is uh, crooked. She's not able to talk and she's not able to walk and, and she has a severe stroke and they are, they were, um, I think, close to an hour and a half away from where uh, we live. And um, she said that um, she is in a very bad state. And um, and um, we wanted to uh, call and ask you for prayer before we can um, call the ambulance and take her to the hospital. So as soon as I heard that call, the Lord told me, tell her that you're going to come to her house. Now, we've never been to her house. They were new believers. And um, they've been coming to our church for uh, a few months prior to that, I believe. And um, so um, I told Pastor Pradeep and we said we were going. We were about to, you know, pray and celebrate, thank God for the anniversary with our children. And um, this phone call came. So we told our children we we're going to go. And Pastor Pradeep and I went. When we went into... Um, the driveway we parked and we began walking it was a small house and um, the lady was in her 90s I believe 96 or so we just came closer to the front door you can smell dead body that's how bad it was very bad and Pastor Deep felt like he was going to throw up our son Daniel was with us he felt like he was going to throw up I felt like I was going to throw up we all felt like <laughs> could not breathe that's how bad it was but we knew god wanted us to go inside and and when i smelled that smell uh, the dead body i knew there's a spirit of death that is right in this house it's not just somewhere inside it's dominating that entire house so i said lord give me grace <laughs> give me grace and we went inside god really gave grace that we did not vomit it was very bad very bad and it was like dead, rotten human flesh. That's how bad it was. And we went inside 
And there I saw in the corner a skinny, very skinny bones. If you can see skin covering the bones, that's how it was. A lady in the corner of the bed and next to her, there was tissue and food spilled all over. It was bad, very bad. And uh, as soon as I saw her, she, uh, I looked at her and she's, and I asked her her name and the mother told me her name. And when I called her by her name and I told her, Jesus can heal you. Do you believe that? And she started laughing. And when I saw that laugh, I knew that she was fully possessed. And um, at that point, we said, okay, no more uh, talking because this is not a regular stroke. And um, as I began praying, I didn't tell the mother anything. I just told her we're going to pray. And as I began praying, uh, the room was very small. And I was inside. The woman was on the little cot, the corner, and it was mess all over. And as I was here, it still smelled like death. As I was there, when I began praying, she took her hands like this. There was no cigarette, nothing. She took her hands like this, and she started doing as if she was smoking. There's no cigarettes. Kaspadeep was there, Nan was there. They are witnesses to this. And every time she did that, it was cigarette smell that would come into that room. And I've never smoked. And cigarette smell is something that I don't take. It really bothers. And um, so even for Pastor Pradeep and Daniel, so we're not around those things. So when that smell started coming, Pastor Pradeep couldn't take it anymore. He stepped out of the room. Daniel stepped out of the room. The whole time, every time I was praying, she started doing more and more and more. And the whole room, you can actually literally see smoke in that room. This is what happened. This is the truth. And so when this happened, it was like, um, what to say? The smell, the cigarette smell was so strong. It was coming. It was as if it was going to choke you and not uh, let you pray. But this is where the power of God is more powerful than the powers of darkness. The Lord had me continue uh, to pray for her. And when she saw that I did not go or the devil inside her saw that I did not leave the room, even though the cigarette smell was so strong. The woman who couldn't talk or anything, who had that stroke, struggled and got up, came as if she was going to hit me with her hand. And every time she tried doing that, she would fall back. But God marvelously set her free. We came from that place, seeing her completely set free, the evil spirits leave, uh, the paralysis go, the mouth, everything that was crooked, uh, became all right. And um, completely well, she didn't have to go to the hospital, you know, no ambulance was needed. God completely set her free. So the point here is, without a cigarette in that place, the cigarette smell came. Evil spirits are capable of producing something that is not there as if it is there. So the, whether it's a cooking smell or whether it's a cigarette smell, what did the devil try to do? The devil said, okay, I'm going to try to 
do this so that I can get you out and you don't pray for this person. But the God we serve and the spirit of God who brought us there is greater than the devil. This is spiritual warfare. This is true spiritual warfare. So the one who is greater than us, even though in the natural sense, I cannot take that physically. I cannot take that cigarette smell. Even at the store or anywhere, if we see someone smoking as a family, we move all the way to the other side. We cannot, you know, take that and we don't expose ourselves to secondhand smoking. But this was something that uh, Pastor Pradeep um, saw that he couldn't be in there. He was out outside the room and Danny was all the way outside. It was so bad. We saw how every time she pretended the demon in her made her do something, that action produced something that was not there. Every time she would do that, the smoke would come out. This is the truth, real spiritual warfare. So whether it is uh, the enemy producing something that is not there, that means uh, a smell or, um, you know, an aroma or um, something that you see. You know, there are a lot of people who will look at something and they say, oh, this looks really nice. And, and um, they will think that it is nice and they will fall for it or looks pretty or beautiful or something like that and fall for it. Meanwhile, there's a demon that is there, which actually gives that illusion of something that is not there as if it is there to make them lose the battle. Always remember this. Anytime there's a spiritual warfare that is going, you need to know that you are in a battle, number one. And number two, you need to know that Satan can bring anything. He can produce sights. He can produce sounds. He can produce, you know, uh, the smell. He can produce all kinds of things. He can do everything that he can do, hoping to stop you from succeeding. This is where those who are holding on to the word that God has given. That means if the Lord said that you're going there, I have a work for you to do. That means he has a work for us to do. And that work can never end in defeat. That means if this smell of death or dead body smell is there, I'm not leaving because the smell is, even if I'm not able to take, I know leaving is defeat. I'm not leaving. Every single person should have a determination inside, no matter how negative a situation may appear or no matter how forceful the enemy may come. You have to understand that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. And the one who has called you is faithful. If he has called you for something, he will enable you to complete the task. And you will never come out of that with an incomplete. You will finish it for his glory. So whether it is um, something that Satan will bring before you, which is there, physically there. Or Satan can bring something before you, which is not there, that you think that is there, but Satan knows that it is not there. And he makes you think that it is there so that you can fall. You have to understand the source is the most important thing. Where is this coming from? That should be the first question. If you train yourself, spontaneously, you'll be able to react to it through the spirit of God. So the Foundation here is, if you train yourself to listening to God, if you train yourself obey by obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit, 
the spirit of God will consistently lead you to greater challenges because you won the previous time. You pass first grade, you go to second grade. You pass second grade, you go to third grade. If you pass high school, you go to college if you want to. So everybody has a choice. So if you go to college and you finish your bachelor's, you want to go to master's, then you apply for master's and you do everything that you need to do. And you want to finish master's and you want to you know, go for further studies or you want to go for a job. You make the choice, but you keep at it. You're not going to just simply sit. And so there are a lot of people who have information. They say, okay, I have this information. I know about Jesus. I know, you know, I'm an overcomer, but they're constantly failing all the time because the practical application of the word, which comes by you obeying God's word or a person obeying God's word is sorely missing in their Christian walk. So whether it is something that is before you, which is actually there or something that is not there, which the enemy tries to make it appear appealing to you and which is actually reaching your senses and your sensory organs. You have to investigate that thoroughly. Where's the source? Is it coming from God? Know this. If a source is from God, it'll cause you to do the will of God. If a source is from Satan, it'll cause you to run away from the will of God. Let me repeat this. If the source, whatever source that is drawing you to itself is from God, it'll cause you to do the will of God. If the source is driving you away from doing the right thing, hurting your body or hurting your soul, hurting your family and hurting your, when I say family, don't compromise the truth or don't compromise the prayer time or don't compromise going to church because the husband said, don't go to church today or wife said, you know, let's watch a movie today. I'm not talking about that kind of family. But to put your family in harm's way spiritually, you know that. That source is not from God. Or say that we don't have to put God first, though we have to put this first, we have to put that first. We need to know, where's the source coming from? It may look like it's very urgent and it's pressing and whatever it may be. Watch out for the snares of the enemy. So keep these things in mind because these are real things where the enemy will try to bring because he wants to steal, kill and destroy. And so self-control is very important. If you are a believer, self-control is very, very, very important with whatever you do in your life. I know that self-control is very important. And those who practice self-control will become spontaneous in putting down the enemy who comes against the believer to try to bring them down by that avenue. So praise be to God. Did you have any... Um, difficulty this week while practicing um, your uh, assignment. Nice, God. Looks like everybody got an A. You all practice. You have a question? Rachel? Yeah, please go ahead. Um, I just want to say, yes, I did have some difficulty, but the spirit just quickened me every single time. Um, I did fail a few times, um, but I went back and I knew I did and I repented of it. Um, and I think what God had me to do was um, look into not so much what was coming 
out of my mouth, but what was in my heart and where did that come from? Where is the root? And so the root was in my childhood, you know, some things had happened and, you know, I wanted to be the popular kid, but I never was. And so, um, and he really revealed that that was why I was doing these things. Um, and so I really just, you know, asked him to, to heal my heart of, of those things. So, um, that's, you know, what my take was from it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Excellent. Praise God. Praise God. It's so important to not give up. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. And that's when you will see the success. Never get discouraged that, oh, this time I missed it. No. If you miss it one time, you get back up with a vengeance and go after the enemy. That's how you succeed. So never let the enemy put you down. You're called to put the enemy down through the power of Jesus Christ. So you keep going and keep going and keep going. And, and the the theme of um, today's word from God is the one who exercises himself or herself unto godliness. That means God's way of doing things. You keep practicing, practicing, practicing. You're going to be spontaneous in overcoming. Spontaneous in overcoming. So this is something that the Lord will do. And as Rachel said, there are areas that, you know, people need healing. God will do that healing also. There are several of you here who have received uh, healing from uh, childhood trauma and uh, um, childhood abuse and, you know, all kinds of things. And um, God does a work, you know, in those areas. The supernatural power of God comes and does the healing. But, you know, when that comes, a lot of times when you show God that you're trying, you really want it. And so uh, it's a beautiful thing. Praise God. You see, uh, Heidi, Mike. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord, right? Yeah, I just, you know, you, you had the same experience when you went to pray over my brother, Pat, um, that smelled death, but you were able to go outside. Um, I'm just curious, as you're sharing, when you finished praying over that woman, did that smell of death go? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Um when we finished praying over the woman, did the smell of death go? I don't remember, but I didn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't, um, stopped by it while I was there or after because with the smell of death, the smell of cigarettes, you know, <laughs> overpowered, you know, that and it was a combination of both. But one thing I can say is the testimony uh, that we saw that day and also, um, uh, that we heard from, uh, that mother, you know, who was 90 something years old. Every time she, um, saw me, she would say, my daughter is, um, walking and talking. She's well. She said, that day you came and prayed. She's well. So the healing that God gave, God drove the death out of, you know, her life. Um, we didn't go back, you know, to their house. Um, so I don't know how it is, um, now. She's very old and, um, and so, um, yeah, so, um, um, I haven't, um, seen them, uh, lately, but from what I, um, you know, saw with her and with her testimony that she gave for uh, quite a, um, a long time, many months, um, that her daughter was doing well. So I, I believe things would have, you know, changed definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But Basically. I don't remember 
about the smell of um, death. Even when we passed Philippe can say, I don't know. Praise God. We just wanted to, you know, let everyone else know that, um, you know, the same thing happened when we asked Pastor Crew and Pastor Pradeep, um, over to Mike's brother's house when he had cancer. Um, and she literally took three steps into the house and had to, leave. had to turn around and walk back out. And by the grace of God, it had rained all that day. It was supposed to rain all day, but when they got there, the rain had stopped and the sun came out. And so basically we just um, said, well, we're going to sit outside. So we brought yeah. out the chairs and everything and they prayed over um, Pat and Christina and not, not Christina, our daughter, but Pat's wife, Christina. And uh, God did a miraculous thing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I remember that. I remember, you know, going into that uh, now that you mentioned it. Yes. Going into, uh, that house and it smelled, um, death, dead body. Um, and at that time, um, the Lord told me, have them come outside and pray for them because the house itself, later we found out the house itself, um, uh, had demonic things in there, you know, which was a struggle for them to even get those things out. But God was not able to work in there, um, with whatever was there, the items, objects and, and death itself, you know, which was housed by whoever lived there, um, was in there. And the spirit of the Lord said, bring them out. And that's when I asked Mike and Heidi, can we, you know, pray outside on their deck? And uh, God came through. God is amazing. Every single time the spirit of God will show how to deal with something, you know, whether you pray inside or whether you pray outside, um, the work of the Lord is accomplished. But yes, um, the, smell of death is very real very literal and um uh, satan comes with a kind of a force hoping to see if he can stop us from doing that which god wants us to do but uh god is always victorious and and praise be to god for all that god has accomplished and thank you mike and heidi for um remembering that and um bringing that up today praise god yeah praise god if i can just uh answer that question you asked yeah, I remember uh, with uh, uh, Mike's brother, that situation, as soon as we stepped in, it was uh, very difficult to stay there, even a second longer. There was a tremendous uh, odor, you know, uh, of the death, death smell. And can you lower the volume there in the next room here? It's uh, echoing. But I remember with the lady uh, that had the demon, you know, she's taking the drabs of, or pretending to take, uh, inhaled smoke. She had nothing in her hands. I was watching her. She smiled, you know, it was like defiant way. And she took her fingers as if she had a cigarette in there. And she started inhaling and then blowing out in a very, uh, uh, like an actor, an actress, like dramatic way. A defined way. Every time she t- did that, the room filled with the smoke. And uh, I'm one who hates smoke, <laughs> especially having been healed of asthma. And uh, I was very great aversion to that. But um, God, you know, God has healed me 
from from all of those things, but you don't just don't like certain things. But this was definitely a demonic thing. We go there to pray, immediately this thing starts happening. That's Satan. But as far as Mike's question, I don't recall smelling that smell of death. As Pastor mentioned, uh, with the things that happened, you know, the deliverance, I was not conscious of, you know, actually thinking, wait, this thing is gone now. But I don't recall it being there because I was able to go back in and see the woman smile and be in the right mind. And the mother just, you know, filled with joy that her daughter was back. So um, definitely, you know, with that, uh, with that deliverance, whatever Satan has brought, those things will go. So I don't recall smelling that uh, again after the deliverance. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Jonathan, is your hand up? Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise Lord, Jonathan. Um, you know, I do see when you try to change and, um, make a commitment that the devil tries to throw what you're cha- what you're trying to change into your life at all angles because I've been trying to like practice better language and it just seems like the whole world uses foul language all around and everybody at my job friends certain family like um cuz um praise the lord actually um I started talking to my dad's brother and uh, we had a terrible like connection for a little while. And um, he's like very judgmental and grudgeful and um, holds things against as to where like my father, I'm not my father. As so they try to say like, I'm my dad and um, you know, things. And so, but you know, it just seems like everybody wants to use foul language. And when you're like, so as I was trying to talk with somebody, I was like, you know, like trying to like hold back words and I was able to not say certain things. And, uh, you know, um, when you said, and I was, uh, practicing, like, you know, I was talking to God, I was like, God, please put a guard over my mouth. God, please put a guard over my thoughts and my mind and, um, please protect. And then I was like praying that certain people, in the room that was working with me would, um, uh, if you would touch them and, uh, change them and the way they act and, you know, seek and, uh, desire to do things in their life so far, you know, so good as to where, you know, um, uh, things can be very powerful in other people's lives because it's not mine, but it's their, they have the free will to do choice, but I've been doing, um, better and better, you know, still pretty like hard just because sometimes you excitement jumps get 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 caught up in the moment as to where there's no excuse no excuse for anything but you know but so far so good but it's just really like wicked to see that um when you're trying to drop something and remove something that at every angle it can come and see it through other people and situations in the world because you know I was trying to talk to my boss today before leaving and he's a really cool guy but he was just, his mouth is really bad. Praise the Lord. Thank you for letting me share. Praise God. Praise God. So as you were sharing, Jonathan, God was bringing this to me. Um, when you have um, a, a clothing, right? Um, and the clothing has some kind of a stain on it. 
and you have bleach, you know that bleach is stronger than the stain that is there. Bleach is more potent than the stain that is there. So what do you do at that point? You pour that bleach on that stain. You pour it on that stain, and sometimes you have to let it soak for some time. It has to soak in that bleach and stay there. And then sometimes you have to take a brush and scrub. As you scrub, even though bleach is there, bleach is very strong. Uh, some stains are stubborn, more stubborn than the other stains. So you take the, 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 the scrubber and you keep scrubbing. As you keep scrubbing, you keep seeing the stain fade away, fade away, fade away, fade away. And according to what you see, what you do, you maybe have to pour a little more and let it soak a little longer. And then you try to scrub. But when you know that something is valuable and you want the stain out, you do whatever it takes to take this out using that bleach that is there. And the bleach completely takes the stain away. And then you get the clear cloth or the garment uh, free of that stain. So a human soul and a human body is like that. Mind is like that. The Bible says through the, through the, by using the word of God, the mind is renewed. Our mind is renewed by the word of God. So the more we yield ourselves through, uh, yield ourselves to the washing of the word, you know, you, you use the word to wash your mind. That means you yield yourself to the washing of your mind using the word of God when you do that. What happens is whatever stain that is there from before, however your mind was programmed before, now you are actually deprogramming that. You're actually erasing that, deleting that. You can take this as another example. If your phone is full, what do you do? Your phone is full and you want to record something very important. You want to take a, take a picture of, you know, something that's very important and you want, you know, the messages that are, uh, that you need to record, but the memory is full. What will you do? You begin deleting all the things that you don't want and you free up space so that you can get what is important into your device. That's how your mind is. In order for our minds to really become the mind of Christ, which Christ has given to us, we need to really get the junk out. So if we have to get the junk out, we have to do what we have to do. The word of God is like the bleach. Now, my will with the word of God will cause that stain to be removed. His blood is potent. His word is potent. When we use that, we soak ourselves in that word. And then we start scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing is removing all the junk out. Whatever should not be there should go out. Same thing goes with a pan. A pan that is burned or it has a lot of grease in it. You take whatever you need to take and scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub. But when you use a potent, you know, scrubber to scrub it off, like you use Brillo or something like that. I'm not advertising anything. I'm just saying what we use that can take your stuff out. It comes out easily, but there are some stain or some uh, parts that are burnt that you have to, even with the Brillo, you have to let it soak and you have to keep scrubbing. So the point here is, the mind, the human mind and human body is capable of changing. 
is very capable of becoming a tool in the hands of the living God. When we work on uh, taking the junk out by using the word of God, giving ourselves, the Bible says, yield the members of your bodies to righteousness. Just like how you once yielded the members of your bodies to unrighteousness. Now you're going to turn your members of the body towards God's spirit, God's word. And once you start doing that on a consistent basis, now you have this washing that's happening. So the word of God will start to scrub as you yield. That means when you obey, that's when you scrub. See, the bleach is something that uh, we can't uh, become. Bleach is something is given to us, right? We can't produce bleach from our hands. No, we take the bleach that has been given to us and we use it. We take the Brillo pads that are given, we use it. And we scrub it, we scrub it, and we scrub it. We do what we have to do at that point in order to take the stain out. But it is being used with a potent uh, stain uh, uh, remover or the, um, you know, Brillo or, or the scrubbing pad, which will take away, you know, the pot that has been burned so bad. Um, you have the tool and now you have your hands. So just like that, we have... The word of God, through the spirit of God, when we yield ourselves, that means when the Lord speaks to us, the more we let the spirit of God speak to us and we obey, what happens is, there's this washing that is happening, washing that is all of a sudden, you know what will happen? Your language will change. You don't even have to think that, oh, I shouldn't be speaking. No, automatically what will come out of your mouth is the language of the Holy Spirit. What will come out of your mouth is pure, holy language. So the secret to it is filling your heart with the word of God, filling your heart with the spirit of God. If we have clean water on the inside, what will come out? Only clean water. So the dirty water and clean water cannot mix together. So it is important for us to immerse ourselves in the word of God. The more we immerse ourselves in the word of God, there's this transformation that takes place. Just as the Bible said, no longer having any resemblance to the old person, the one you used to be. But your resemblance will become more like Jesus Christ, a new person that is birthed on the inside. So praise be to God. I hope that answered your question. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Kruber. Praise God, John. Praise God. It me on signals some language scriptures maybe or things to help. Yes. Yes, we will. Praise God. Praise God, Jonathan. And I just want to say that, you know, we we can tend to get dirty in the world because of the environment. Um, and then you come to a place like LTS, come to church, you're in fellowship with the young adults meeting, the washing is happening. So there's a washing happening in the community of of the believers, you know, who are actually on the same path of righteousness. And But in between, there's a personal effort and washing that, Every individual must accomplish that is spending time with the Lord and saying, Lord, touch my tongue. You know, uh, I want you to uh, give me the grace, Lord, to uh, see this change. And you know what? There'll be an immunity, immunity rather developed so that when we are in that place, the same environment where so much, you know, foul language, it will do nothing to us because immunity inside is so strong. And as Pascal mentioned, it'll be, automatic that nothing can make us say those words anymore so now i want to put into context jonathan is a fairly new believer so we can all appreciate 
uh, the battle he's facing. And praise God, you know, as a very new believer, he's in life training school. <laughs> so he has taken some concrete steps. You know, he has determined that I'm going this way. And he's he's been that way from day one. His mother can attest to that, Jody. And we as the pastors can attest to that. And those who know him, the church, that he has said, I will be at every meeting. I will be there. In other words, there's a determination that God has put in. He was going with it. But he's still having these things that, you know, there was a, isn't God so wonderful? God actually removed him from that environment to build him up. And then he's reintroduced to the world, you know, as he's working again after the injury and things happen. But now he's getting stronger. And the realization is there that I'm not that anymore. The people around me, the devil's trying to use me to use them to get me back into that, but I'm not of that background anymore. And yet I'm having a battle. And so he's simply stating the battle and praise God for the answer in the context. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And we'll take one more. It's 807. Samantha, is your hand up? Praise the Lord. Um, so yeah, many different situations arose, um, this past week and, uh, I really had no control over them. So it, it is God who carries you a hundred percent. And, um, I had to submit to God and resist the devil in ways that, um, like just submit to him and give him the whole situation that happened. Uh, like my systems crashed and, uh, the Lord gave me a work to do. The systems crashed. I knew it was the enemy. I said, get away, Satan. I did what I needed to do. I contacted pastor I said, okay, the Lord is going to do something here. But I did say the Lord is going to help me troubleshoot, which was wrong. Um, he actually did everything. So by the time, and also that was a very busy day. I needed to be focused for a pr- the prayer meeting um, later in the evening. And so I didn't let the enemy come into my head at all. Um, and really, like before I would have been discouraged or... Um, upset that this wasn't going forth the way that I wanted it to, but I just said, okay, God's in control. The enemy is here right now trying to cause issues and problems. Um, so praise God, many victories were won in that, that day specifically. Um, uh, there was a little girl who, um, was about to get abducted in Walmart actually, and um, I just felt the spirit of the Lord at that moment. You know, I, I was thinking about everything that I needed to do. And then the Lord just highlighted this little girl. And um, praise God, I was able to tell her that Jesus loved her and to hold on to her grandmother and shared with her about the church at that moment in the same day. Um, praise God. And then her grandmother texted the next day and said, Praise the Lord. She's really happy today and, and you've touched her in a mighty way. I was like, praise God. That was God who touched her. Praise the Lord. Um, but just like submitting to God, like all these victories happen. And if I would have been stressed about what was happening at that moment where all my systems crashed, um, those victories wouldn't have been won. I wouldn't have been able to focus on what God was doing and the victories that he has won already. So by the time I got home that day, praise the Lord, um, I felt the spirit, like it, it was just very warm in my house. And I just thank God immediately. 
I thank God. And I was like, thank you, Lord. And at that point, I already told Pastor Karuba what was happening. Praise the Lord. And uh, as soon as we sat down to get the work done, it was just a breeze, like something that would have been uh, taken many days and, and just a bunch of like troubleshooting on my end. The Lord just moved it along um, very, very quickly. Quickly, It was the hand of God that did that. So um all honor, glory, and praise go to him, um, really submitting to him with all things and not leaning on my own understanding is what made that day so victorious. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. A testimony, Samantha. Praise God. God is very faithful. One thing I want to um tell everyone here um today is um don't give up. Don't take a break. It's very important. Um, because when you say that, well, I'm tired. Um, I don't want to read the word today. I'm tired. I don't want to pray today. I'm tired. I want to spend, I don't want to spend time with God today. And anytime you take a break from God, uh, you are entering into, uh, the danger zone. You have to understand that because our protection comes from God. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high. It's that person who will abide under the shadow of the almighty. And the rest of the verses that follow that is only for those who make God himself as their address. God as their dwelling place. Their address has to be God himself so that that relationship with God cannot be, I'm a guest in your house, Lord. I'm a visitor in your house, Lord. No, we need to be a resident in God. When we make him our dwelling place, then victory is for sure. So when God is working in you and the spirit of God comes and tells you, you know, I have the word given and you need to apply that. Oh, you need to get rid of A, you need to get rid of B, you need to get rid of C. It's very important for you to get rid of A, B, and C. The problem that happens with many people, why the success is not 100% is they get rid of A, they keep B and C. Or they get rid of A, B, and C, and then they introduce D. It'll be a problem. The washing and removing of the old stain is important. And we have to be very careful that we don't get our garments defiled by anything new that we introduce. So that's when the struggle will become harder. So Jesus said this, guard your heart, guard your heart with all diligence. That all diligence, this will be a memory verse for this week. Very easy, very, very easy. Very easy verse. Most of you probably already know it by heart. But memorize it and meditate on it. Guard your heart with all diligence. That means with everything that is within you, if you're going to fight to keep your house that the enemy wants to take from your hands, if you're going to fight to keep that which is so important to you, which the enemy is coming after, how you just fight to the end. That's the effort you must put in when it comes to guarding your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. That means be so careful. Be very careful with what will enter into your heart. Two things I want to say before I finish for tonight. There's a very important word. 
One is what will enter in and two is what will go out. Buy the truth and do not sell it. What enters in is very important because out of this heart will flow what? Issues of life. If you let death go into your heart, what will come out of your heart? Death will come. The wages of sin is death. So if you let sin go into your heart, into your mind, through your eye gates, through your ear gates, through whatever gate that is open, then what will happen? You will accumulate death inside. What will that produce? It will produce death. What will come out of your heart? Death. Issues of life must come, which is tending to life. But instead, issues of death will produce because you let death in. That's number one. That means you have to be very careful as to what will go into your heart. Anything that will defile you, you have to keep it away from you. Secondly, what will proceed out? Make sure you don't sell the truth. That means don't trade that which God has given to you for something else. Be very careful. Don't lose the treasure for any trash that the enemy will bring. There was a man in the Bible He was one of the two sons of Abraham's grandsons. Big privilege. His name was Esau. And Esau had the blessing of being the firstborn in his household, in his family. That means the firstborn received something called the birthright and also the blessings that will come. Extra blessings, special blessing to be the head over everything blessed about everyone else but this Esau was a faithless man that means he was a man who was living for this world God is speaking at this hour Esau was living for this world he was living for the present world people who don't have faith will live for the present world people who don't have faith in the future that God has for them will live for the present world People who don't have faith in the big plans that God has for them will live for the present world. Those are the people who can be easily be enticed by Satan because they are faithless people. So this man, even though he had this position, this great privilege of being the first first grandson of Abraham, you see, One day he was so hungry, he came from his hunting, he couldn't get anything, and he came, he was so hungry, his brother was cooking porridge, and he saw, and he said, can you give me this? And his brother said, well, I'll give it to you, but if you sell me your birthright. And this is what Esau said. What is this going to do if I die? Let me get my food and you have the birthright. A faithless person. If he is the grandson of the father of faith, think about that. Every person has a choice to make. Whether your grandfather is the father of faith or your grandfather was someone who served the devil, you have a choice. Never Think that because you're born in some family that you'll automatically be excused from the curses of this world. 
Or because you're born in a certain family, you came with lots of curse. Doesn't mean that you are not going to inherit the blessings of God because you have a choice. You can actually turn your situation around by the choice you make. Jacob was the younger one. But you know what? He actually got the blessing of the older one because he went after it. He said, I'll take the birthright. I'll give you. What did he do? He exchanged the temporary for the eternal. Who? Jacob. So by doing so, what did he do? He actually changed his destiny. All of a sudden, he got the right to be the firstborn, even though he was born second. Very important, deeper truth that God is giving to us at this hour. This is what Jesus said many times. The first shall be last. The last shall be first. The first shall be last. Why? Why Why do you say that so many times? Because every individual has a choice to make. Whether you're going to be a winner or a loser is up to you. God has called you to be a winner, but you can become a loser by forfeiting, by just saying, I'm just looking at the temporary things. Well, I want this today. And so I will give up the holiness that God has given. Oh, I want this today because Satan is offering this. I'm going to give up the righteous garment that God has given to me. Oh, I want this today because this is what I want right now. And so I'm going to give up the blessings that God has given. Be very careful because that which you give up can be gone. So you have a choice. Regardless of where you are born, you can actually... You turn the situation around by keeping your eyes on the eternal things, not on the temporary things. Just like how Jacob received the birthright because he valued the birthright. Esau forfeited the birthright because he devalued it. He had no faith. Jacob had faith. He knew that this means something. I need that. Esau said, this means nothing to me. And he exchanged that for the temporary thing that was going to perish. Now, if you have faith that God gave you this birthright and God brought you as a first person in the house, God will keep you. Even if you don't have food, you would have not. He would not have traded his birthright for that meal that he didn't have. So today's lesson is be heavenly minded. Live towards eternity. Make sure every choice that you make in this world will be towards where you're going to go next. That whatever you're doing now will be converted into eternal currency. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it to the glory of God. When you're doing whatever you're doing, like I said, raising babies, doing your schoolwork or working a secular job or or whatever it may be, or being responsible what God has given to you in the house of God, whatever it may be, whatever has been given to you when you're faithful in that and you're doing it as unto the Lord. Now, the whole thing changes. Even if you're playing sports, if you're doing it for the glory of God, the whole thing changes because it gets converted into eternal value. If you're studying and you want to get an A because you want to glorify God, you convert the whole thing into eternal value, even though, you may be studying physics or chemistry. When you do whatever you're doing is unto the Lord. Now you're living for eternity. But if you trade those things off for the temporary thing, and you'll become like this man called Esau, who cried later that he couldn't get what he forfeited. So there are certain things, if you forfeit, 
it won't come back to you like the garden of eden never came back to adam and eve like the birthright never came back to esau there are many things i can go but due to lack of time i will stop here but today's lesson is very important memorize that scripture that i gave you and say lord this week's homework is lord whatever i'm going to do this is the practical work exercise for you for this week whatever i'm going to do lord i'm going to train my mind train my heart train my being to do it as unto god so that it can become of eternal value shall we close our eyes and look to the lord thank you jesus father thank you lord for this time thank you lord for your presence that is here thank you lord for being in our midst thank you for giving us this word that we needed to hear this day so that we can live by it for you said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god i ask you holy spirit that you will bring to the remembrance remembrance of your people this word of life whatever they do this week may they make sure that they don't let anything unholy enter into their hearts may they make sure they don't let anything holy out of their hearts father that they may guard your word oh lord that they may not sell the truth that they may only let the truth go into their hearts so that they may live by it now whatever they do this week oh lord i pray to bring to their remembrance to do it as unto god that their faith may mix with what they are doing that they may do it within the perfect will of god and with faith in god who sees them day and night that whatever they do they be converted into something of great worth that when they go and stand before you they may have everlasting treasures in heaven i thank you for doing this in jesus name i pray amen Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We have a few verses posted on the chat there and uh, explained of Jesus Christ who's the author of the scriptures. And so the verse that the pastor recorded from the Proverbs 423 is from the Lord Jesus. And then Heidi posted another verse that pastor mentioned, um, Proverbs 2323. And then, uh, I put a parallel verse, Luke 2119, uh, similar thing that Jesus said while he ministered on the earth. By your steadfastness and patient endurance, which is diligence in continuing, you shall win the true life of your souls. That's the Amplified Version. Now, the only thing Pascal mentioned was, I believe, to memorize Proverbs 4.23. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Praise God. Well, those other things are written there also for you to uh... and, and And they can just read the scripture where Jesus said that, you know, uh, from the heart proceeds, you know, corruption, evil, all these things. So... It was a combination of two verses, but as they memorize the verse from Proverbs, they should also, on the other hand, um, look at the scripture that Jesus says, from the heart, you know, proceeds 
evil thoughts, immorality, and, you know, adultery and all those things. They need to look mm-hmm. at it um, so that as they read that and meditate on this uh, topic itself that the Lord has spoken, um, the importance of getting the word in and not letting evil things go in so that your fountain can be pure. And then what will come out of you as a result of that, that means the actions that comes out of you will be holy and pleasing to the Lord and will bring success and not failure. And then the other thing I said was, um, you have to make sure that you don't let the word out. That means don't replace it with uh, the evil things. Don't let good things go and let bad things in. And when you do that, then you are going to be productive. You're going to be successful. So these two scriptures, one from the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, which connects to the heart, and then the scripture from Proverbs that we are memorizing, both go hand in hand. So just uh, look at these two verses, but just memorize Proverbs and um, and um, practice um, this uh, throughout this week. And next week, we will um, have more testimonies by the grace of God. God bless all of you. Have a... God. I just posted the verses. Sorry. Um, parallel passages in Matthew Mark. It's good to read both of them. Same thing the Lord is saying about evil thoughts coming out of the heart. And uh, so we can just look at that. But the memorization is Proverbs 4, 23. Always know what goes in is what's going to manifest out. So make sure you get in that which is holy and don't let that go out. Uh, of you don't sell it don't sell it guard that inside of you and then don't let anything evil come inside of you and then your actions your thoughts your your interactions everything will will be perfect will be uh, pleasing to god will give you good success and you won't have the trouble um that people face you know failure um won't be there at all because there's no defeat to those who walk in the path of the cross. Praise God. Praise God. God bless all God of bless you. God bless all. Praise the Lord. God bless everyone. Yes. Have Praise a blessed Lord, Pastor. God bless. Praise God. God bless. Yes.